0: Hey, it's Chico, and you're listening to Gulf Coast Pop with my boys, Keith and Mike.
1: Welcome to the very first edition of Gulf Coast Pop. I am your host, Keith, the mailman burns, along with my nephew, Mike Britt. Uh, What's up, everybody? Welcome on in. First of all, we'd like to thank you for all the people that have signed up on our Facebook group page. We're over 600 strong now. That's right. This first episode is sponsored by Boyd's Raw Night, where Friday night's you can listen to the sounds of yours truly the mailman. That boy good. He good. Yeah, he try to be anyway. Located at 3,004 Gumma Boulevard. It's open seven days a week for lunch and dinner. And like I said, yours truly every Friday night from 7 to 10. Now look here. We're going to be posting all the links to every podcast that we do on our group page on Facebook. And uh, you can find that under Gulf Coast Pop. That's right, you can also
2: find us on other platforms, that's Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, and Pocket Cast.
1: All right, so we're going to go ahead and get this thing started here. All right, Mike, look here. Now, we I've given you like two weeks to come up with uh, with uh, what this podcast is going to be about, so uh, yeah. give, give me some insights, dog. What, well, you know, what I, you got? What I, you got? I've,
2: I've really been doing my homework, and, 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 and like you said, you've given me two weeks to get a nice theme going, and I put a lot of thought of this, and... I think the perfect podcast would be exactly what we're doing right now.
1: Well, we ain't doing nothing. We, we're just getting this thing started. What do you mean?
2: Well, I mean, you know, like like talking. Like just me and you, we're, we're talking.
1: Hey, and, hey, that's what a podcast is, is talking. But, well, but, yeah, you know, but. But what's the subject, you know, the subject matter that we're going to be doing? Well,
2: I, it it's a podcast about nothing.
1: Well, you got to have something. I mean, you got to talk about something. You can't talk about nothing. Nothing. We're talking about
2: nothing. It's a podcast about nothing. Like, for instance, today, what did you do?
1: Well, I come home, I piddled in the yard a little bit and around and, and uh, you know, we done our little interview with Chico. and, and, and that's, a show. That, that's the show? That's the show? That's the show. The show about me piddling around in the yard? You piddled around,
2: we, we hung up with Chico, we talked to Chico. That's the show. That's that it, it's the show. show about
1: nothing. So sure about nothing. I think I can sell that. I think so. Okay. Well, we're gonna go on and try to. We're gonna try this, man. You think it'll be funny? I think so. I think it will be too. Well, look here. We're gonna go ahead and get this thing started. All right. first episode of Gulf Coast Pop. I'm the mailman bringing it to you with my number one nephew, Michael Britton. We got a a very first guest in the house tonight. One of the, this guy. He's I've known him forever. Good friend of mine. I figured we'd test this off with him. Somebody that is well known in the Mobile, Alabama area and parts beyond that, actually, a lot, a lot if you know what he does for a living. I'd like to welcome Chico McCullum out here tonight. How you doing tonight, Chico? I'm doing wonderful, brother. How are you doing? I'm doing quite well. Doing quite well. It's good to see you again, as always. wanted to bring you in here and start talking about a few things that, that my buddies in the musician world get out and do. And, where you're playing and what you up to nowadays, but we're going to start off with just, just a few little things to bring the story up for those of y'all who, who don't know who Chico is. Chico's a phenomenal drummer here in town. He's been playing drums for all his life, I think. When did you, what how old was you when you started, Chico? Uh,
0: I, I usually start off by saying I'm the baby of six. The baby of six? That's um, funny.
1: I am, too. Dude, Baby of wow. six, wow.
0: So... I think we've talked about that before. Uh, but we might uh have. We but have. Uh, I'm the baby of six. My dad could play pretty much any instrument you put in his hands. Now he didn't play in a band per se with me being a kid or seeing him ever play with a band. However, he would jam with his buddies. Um, my two older brothers, both at the time, played drums. One still does, and then one of them uh, he DJs. I got you. Now I have three sisters. So when you put the whole family together, music was always in the house. It was nothing to move the coffee table out of the way, and the living room would become a dance floor. Yes, sir. Especially if the right music was playing. Yes, sir. And in my house, we listened to a little bit of everything. I naturally, I guess, gravitated toward the drums because there was a set of drums in our bedroom, you know. They were always there. Yeah, we. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sometimes there might have been two, but it was kind of like that movie where they. uh, Don't touch my drums. I was
1: going to say, was it it like that? Stepbrothers. Stepbrothers, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Don't touch
0: my drums. Don't touch my drums. I'll kill you. But what was funny is when I got a toy set of drums, of course, they would beat the crap out of my drums. yeah. Yeah. Of course. Um, (laughs) And then. I actually got my first real set of drums when I was probably about 12, 13 years old. I I'm still kind of foggy on that age <laughs> when I actually got the drums. But uh that is when I started playing. And the spark has always been there, but I think once I got to high school, you know, I had learned that if I could play a funk beat, the girls would get up and date. yeah mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> that's what did yeah. that's there you go <laughs> was
1: you a marching band or anything like that actually that the funny part
0: know. is is you know i moved to alabama <coughs> when i was 15 I, I didn't get into marching band until my senior year
2: wow really late yeah. right yeah. where yeah. are you originally from Georgia? i'm from orangeburg
0: south carolina okay actually a little town called cordova which is just outside of orangeburg mm-hmm. kind of like tillman's corner is to mobile, mobile. Yeah. and it's a, it's a small small town i um uh, moved here, went to Daphne Junior High. Back then the dumb kids, you know, Daphne Junior High, unless you was a smart kid. (laughs) Then you then you went on up to Farroak, but the sophomore year you would go to Farroak. And I got in a percussion class, basically learning how to read music. My junior year I went to the jazz band and would play in the jazz band. And so my senior year, I had passed or basically taken all the courses to where when I was a senior, all I had to do was the ones you had to take, like English and society or whatever. So I spent the rest of my day in the band room. Hmm.
1: <laughs> Developing.
0: Yeah, jazz band, concert band. And, yeah. and, and you're right, because there was a room. I would sit out in this room and I would play. And uh, Let's say you might walk by on Monday and my practice routine might be the same you hear on Tuesday maybe the same thing on Wednesday. And you're like, well, dude, he just plays the same thing all the time. But what you couldn't see was the fact that I would set the drums up backwards and play right-handed or left-handed. Oh, wow.
2: I've always heard how how disciplined jazz music is. How disciplined you've got to be to to play jazz.
0: Well, I'll I'll say there is definitely a a, a discipline there at any kind of music. Mm, True. You know, especially if uh, learning how to play less... And playing what needs to be played, yeah. not overplaying. Right. And, and 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 as you said, not overplaying. Yeah. Um, because you could be playing a lot and be right on the money, but then again, you could still be overplaying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, I guess it comes down to whoever's taste.
2: Right. How
0: many instruments might be on the stage, or you taking up some ground that somebody else would play. Um Done yeah. that before? Yeah, <laughs> I think we all have at one point. Hear my way, boy. Right. <laughs> Move. Uh, played in a band, and the bass player would wanted to take every little spot. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I started taking the spots in between. You know, and it's like, wait a minute, we got to quit this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's your uh, what, what was your influence you, uh, as far as music styles? And I'm sure you say you had brothers that played, so I'm sure a lot of it. You, I guess, we're about the same age, so I'm sure. My brother was eighteen years older than I was, so when I was coming up it was it was a lot of beetles mm-hmm. and uh you know, the stones and all of that era was just coming coming about around sixty eight or sixty nine. So I was brought up on a lot of heavy stuff like that. Uh but uh, what 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 was your what was that that one spark? I heard you say something about the dance stuff, but there had to be some that said that I got to learn that song.
0: Right. Well, you know that that's the fun part about it because um, <clears throat> at our house it was nothing to hear say Ernest Scrubs or you know Doctor Randolph, uh, you know some old school yeah. country stuff. Listening, yeah. Yeah. go fishing on a Saturday night and listen yeah. to the Grand Ole Opry.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. He you know, hauled. Got a
0: pile. Of Wood over there burning, you listen yeah. to Grand <laughs> Olympia, but anyhow. Um, but it was nothing to hear, say, The Who or you know, uh, Pink Floyd, yeah. You know, right. Kiss, my brother Riggin was a huge kiss fan, but my brother Hank, man, you could put on some Little Richard or something like that, and mm. some of that kind of music. And it was, it was, hey, it was still, we would get up and dance or whatever, and then my sisters would listen to a lot of pop radio, yeah. stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I was, believe it or not, big into dancing, so the breakdancing scene, you know, oh, blah, yeah. blah, blah, yeah. blah. Talk
2: yeah. talking my, talk my slang. Right. Yeah. You know, so I would <laughs> sit in there and,
0: you know, I'd sit in my <clears throat> room and I would practice playing, say, like the drum beat to uh, Planet Rock. Yeah. And <laughs> Africa Bambada, you know. <laughs> um, but I would also sit there and work on chops to play, say, Pink Floyd. Yeah. You know, or a kiss. You know, I want to
2: rock and roll
0: all da You know, boom, kaka, boom, kaka. You know, my ears were wide open to a lot of different music. And there was a gentleman that lived right behind us. Uh, lived, I We grew up in a mixed neighborhood, and the gentleman behind us, very, very proud man. You know, he would get out and clean his car. You know, his yard was always cut. His, you know, everything to the point. But he would leave his door wide open. And, it was nothing to have Stevie Wonder. Oh, yeah. You oh, know, yeah. something. Yeah. A uh,
2: little Reverend Al Green. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Some Al Green or yeah. some, uh, or the Bar or, you know, mm.
0: some uh, Lakeside Commodores. Commodores just yeah. blaring out the door. And it's not like that we didn't listen to it because we did. But I remember sitting on his steps reading and looking at the, the covers, you know, mm. the Ohio players. Yeah, you know, man. you're going to fall in love with that cover right yeah. there. But.
1: Uh, yeah. I miss that. I miss the album covers. Yeah, yeah, oh, I know. God, I miss
0: that. Uh, that was the cool thing that CD still did. You yeah. know, you can open it up. And, yeah, still
2: you know. to this day, I love having something in my hand. Yeah. You know,
1: there's a there's a whole generation don't know what that vinyl clicks about. You know, and right? Putting that that record on that needle was just was just something else. It's just you know, it's one of those things that that I I remember it like it was yesterday. You yep. know, you just don't you know sometimes you can go back in this digital era and push a button and hear that little sample of mm-hmm. it. and it just brings you back to those times man
0: that's right but but then there was also the ability to put on an album and listen to the whole album yeah yeah, you know, and, and, yeah. and if there was a storyline that went with it i mean not everybody did that mm-hmm. but they put the songs in an order for a
1: reason tell the story yeah. yeah yeah what was uh what was that one album that, and we all got one i know i got i got mine but what what is that one album that that you could put on And no word for word, verbatim, every 10 or 12 songs that's on that album, front and back. I know you got one right off the top. You probably got several. I I, I have
0: several. Um, First of all, I'll tell you that Built for Speed, the Stray Cats, was the first album I ever bought. Wow. Built for Speed. Hmm. First album I ever bought with my own money. Okay. Um, This is a tough one. Because I am a huge Prince fan, and yeah. there is a buttload of Prince albums. Yeah, when man. I hear the first song, I got to yeah. hear the next song, and then I got to hear the next song, and then I got to hear the next song. I have a big collection, and yes, I have those A B C D albums that he put out. that's mm-hmm. a mixture, you yeah, know. Mm-hmm, but yeah. I still have to listen to the original album because I want to hear the rest of the music. That's right. Yeah. Um, the Cult. The Cult. Right. I am. Uh, that's you know they're the next hmm. you know hierarchy in
1: my. Listening. You can just put that album on and go. Electric. It, yeah. The
0: electric yeah. album to me, if you call yourself a person that loves rock and roll music and you don't have that in your collection, <laughs> you've gotta get it. Mm-hmm. Ah, <laughs> that's good.
1: That's good. So,
2: man, I gotta say my <clears throat> I mean you're talking about albums, I gotta bring up the first album. Keith, the first album you got me, do you remember what it was?
1: I pr- probably Probably Michael Jackson.
2: Boy, he nailed it. Michael right. Jackson Thriller. Yeah, yeah
1: Thriller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was, was my first album. I was living at my sister's house when we had that. And, and I sort of drug him through whatever right. mud that I was going through musically. and he. Sometimes he, we need that. And he's still, he's. I'm still dragging him through. <laughs> <laughs> he still follows me like a fool. I That's awesome. Get, I don't get it.
0: <laughs> Yo, there's a mud puddle over there. We're going to go jump in? <laughs> we jumping in together, man. Come on,
1: let's go. <laughs> yeah, man.
0: I, uh. I, I definitely feel you on that because there's a handful of friends that i go, man. Have you heard this? I yeah. oh, mean, gotta listen to it. Let me send you something.
1: I got I I gotta ask you. I know you, you've been doing the Montegrall thing for how, how many years? Have you been? Have you been doing? I know. <laughs>
0: Uh twenty twenty made twenty eight years. Twenty eight wow. years. You've been
1: no consistent. Way. Yes, sir. At least doing one monogram. No one. no if, <laughs> I average I average yeah, at least do one. At least doing one. That might wow. be twenty twenty one, but yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um I've I've done average ten parades a year mm. for twenty eight years. Oh wow, that some, man, that, that's and I've only missed Fat
1: Tuesday once. Wow. wow, that's that's all, that's, a, mm. that's 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 all a lot to say.
2: And to those that are listening that we are talking about Mobile, we are not talking about New Orleans. We are talking about the birthplace of Mardi Gras. The
1: birthplace of Mardi Right Mardi here Mardi.
2: in Mobile, Alabama is what we're talking about. Yeah, 22
1: years. 22 years is a long time. Of oh, 28. 28 years. Yeah, 28. Oh, I'm sorry. Man.
0: I was having fun with the numbers. I didn't mean to throw you off there. Wow. It don't take much. Yeah. No, <laughs> <life. laughs>
2: It sure don't. 28 years. Yeah, I think when you mention, when your name is mentioned, people automatically associate you with Mardi Gras. Man, it's you just, it's,
1: I, you, you just got that <laughs> staple of Mardi Gras from, well, really from the, you have, you know, it's on news, it's on radio, and every time you pass by playing, hey, there's Chico, there's Chico. And, you know, I've seen you jump off the floats and talk to Darwin Singleton. Yeah, yeah. Some of the other, other you know. I've seen videos that you you know Chica jump not off being of, in a
2: prey to be like the dragon of the mystics of time being yeah a parade just or something. not they just wouldn't you yeah. know
1: there'd be a, <laughs> <laughs> there'd be a hole in the mardi gras yeah, for the it really year. would what happened to do with the Mohawk I, <laughs> I
0: get that sometimes
1: it, <laughs> speaking of the Mohawk where, did that was I was the Mohawk I, I know your your heritage is Indian and yeah I, I don't know what I'm part Cherokee myself so I, I got a little Indian in me too I'm half drunk and half Norwegian myself yeah. Yeah, but yeah, we got I, some Norwegian blood yeah. going yeah. on this too but. But uh,
0: there's a great joke, but I'm going to leave that one alone. Got to keep it PG. Yeah, we're going to keep this PG. So, uh it it's funny. Um my dad is Irish and German, but my mom is Cherokee. Mm. Plus recently finding out that there is a mixture of it's just a big bowl Flat of spaghetti one. on her side of the family. Mm-hmm. Um I'm just going to go ahead and say, if you think of it, it's probably in that bowl. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: um, I think there's a lot more in this yeah. whole country that, that exactly, that looks, exactly. You know. yeah.
0: exactly, I don't think any of us is purebred. No, no. I, you know, no. Uh, we might think we are. <clears throat> yeah,
1: I, you know, i purebred American, son. That's American. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's <laughs> what we all are.
0: Um, I, I'm gonna try to, I guess, be funny on this. I believe there's a little bit of creak in the family from um, recent. Genealogy, I believe, is the right word to use when you go back and you dig all this there's stuff a up. DNA yeah, yeah. Um, have you
1: done that? You that? I have not done, DNA done it done My it. kids
0: want to do it, but I'm like, you know, whatever. We, yeah. we might yeah. one day. Uh, yeah. they, like I said, there's a, just a big mixture, yeah. and, and I don't really remember what it all was because, on one hand, I do care, but on the other <clears> hand, <throat> hand, let's just go back to where we were a minute ago. Hey, mm-hmm. we love the United States of America. I'm American. That's right. That's American. right. That's right. Yeah. I love people. I do too. I, I I've got friends all over this United States and other parts of the world that uh, I've met via internet or mm-hmm. met um, playing music some way or another.
1: God, the people you meet playing music. Right. With. Exactly. Oh.
0: And uh, you know. And once again, I go back to saying I love people first, and uh, and so it's it it it's great because I think it adds to. My flavor, you know, because I would get done with a gig, and we were talking earlier before we started this about Mustang Sally's, you know, and <laughs> some of the dance clubs that when I got done playing, I would go hang out at dance clubs because I love to dance, right? You know, but at the same time, uh, I would go hang out at Gabriel's late at night. Carl and our old friends and I would sit in the corner, and and music would come on, and I would jot it down. I gotta go check this out, and I'd watch the videos, listen to the music. I got to where I would go to Bay Sound in Daphne. And then I would buy the music, mm. or order it, you know, whatever. Because um, I wasn't as tech, uh, internet tech savvy of buying music yet.
2: I was still old school buying. That album. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bass <laughs> sound. I haven't heard
1: that in a while. I know, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, peaches. How about that one? Oh, yeah. peaches! Wow. <laughs> Tape world. Oh, wow. yeah. Tape <laughs> Tape Used to go. Tape used to go Tape to
0: the mall and because uh, I DJ'd at a teen club. Yeah, which yeah. one was it? Studio Seventeen. I remember that. Yeah. My senior, my junior, senior year in high school, I DJ'd there, and yeah. Uh, yeah. that was
2: that
1: wasn't where making
0: me
2: feel old, man. I don't remember that one. That wasn't where the rhythm is. That wasn't the same one. Same bar. Same. I quit. One. Yeah, I quit working there a couple of weeks after he changed the name to the rhythm. Yeah, see, my days. Well, not that it's a big difference in days, but the rhythm. I do. Yeah, yeah. studio. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was Studio Seventeen, yeah. and then he changed the name to to
0: the rhythm, and. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a few things going on that um, I decided I, I just needed to check out. And I kind of did a little thing with WBB that they had a little TV thing. with.
2: Uh, I remember that. Comcast. I remember that, yeah.
0: And so I did that like a couple of weeks, and I said, nah, this is not me. And then I
2: put a band together. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're getting a band back together. Yeah.
2: Did you have a band in high school?
0: Yeah, actually you I did. did. So Tell that, us about that a little bit. buddy of mine named Greg Daddle. Hmm. He was the guitar player that would play with me in the first handful of Mardi Gras parades. We would jam, me, him, and a guy named uh, William Henry or Bill. Um, Bill was cool. He had some recording stuff, and we would go to his house and jam out. A lot of Hendrix. A lot the, of Hendrix. A lot huh? of Hendrix and some Dylan and, uh, you know, other things that were music-related but not really music-related. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they got you right for the music. Sometimes. Right, right. <laughs> wasn't my bag, but hey. Yeah,
2: somebody uh, else's. Yeah,
0: so, but anyhow, we would jam, and uh, Greg and I would eventually start jamming with a guy named Matt Hawk. And uh, Matt played guitar, and we convinced Matt into buying a bass. Because he just played rhythm. And uh, so that would be my first band that I actually went out and started booking. And it was called um, it was called the Scapegoats. Scapegoats? Scapegoats. That's cool. And so that was the first band I actually had and played in Mardi Gras with. And, uh,
1: did you have the Mohawk then? We, we never did get when the Mohawk started. Either. The
0: Mohawk, in a weird way,
1: kind of started during high school.
0: Oh, really? So it
1: went back before yeah, the band? Yeah,
0: it was before the band, but <clears throat> it wasn't quite a quite a mohawk i mean yeah no it wasn't what most people would say well that's a mohawk in certain circles they go well it's a mohawk <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was really long and curly on the top and kind of hit my shoulders yeah. and then was short on the sides, but not shaved on the uh-huh. sides. So there's the difference. You had yeah. a mullet. Huh? I had a, I had a, I had a, you got a mullet. That's what that is. <laughs> but, but the thing was, is I, I eventually would let it grow to a point that it didn't even fit under mullet anymore. <laughs> and, uh, And it kind of goes back to the story of Mike saying when he met me, you know, I'm looking like Slash because my hair was really
2: long. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And
0: uh, probably what had happened is it had been pulled up in a ponytail all afternoon, and I was tired of it being in a ponytail, and it was time to dance and look a little sexy. Yeah. You know? Let (laughs) your hair down, baby. That's right. (laughs) And and, uh, so letting it down, because there were times I would wear it down a lot, and it was really long, Mm. you know, and— some people remember that, and some people go, I don't remember you had no damn long hair. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. I think you pretty much kept a like I think, uh,
0: right. oddly enough, I think when you and I had met, I think I had cut it for a job, and it wasn't quite a mohawk yet. I mean, it was it was like a high and tight, I think, when you and I met. Um,
1: I actually had hair back then. Yeah,
0: Right. <laughs> I remember that. I remember it, too. But then again, I'm, I'm still, I like I said, I can pin down to when, where we met. I'm just trying to remember the years what what the year frame Man, was. I, I, <laughs> time frame year frame. Listen
1: to me. It it had to be in the in the it had to be in the mid 90s because that's, I started the mix match thing 94 95 right right after I got married so yeah. had to be around around that time. Yeah. Cuz it sort of took off pretty quick. Oh yeah, you guys were kicking yeah, um song, but.
0: I remember working with Sergio in a band <laughs> called Exposure. I uh, would. I worked with him as a technician and as a dancer, as a hype dancer.
2: Ooh, that was a daze right there. Oh, yeah, it? man.
1: <laughs> right after he come back from California. He yeah, he come back. Virginia. But
0: um, <clears> since <throat> we're on that note, and I mentioned tech savvy, standing back and watching Sergio, the stuff I learned just from watching him and asking a few questions basically put me on the map in a – technical form of say electronic drums and samples and mm. doing sort all open kind of that stuff. Sort of opened that world up too. And opened it. he was a guy that I could sit and watch doing some of the things I wanted to do
1: as far as triggering loops. And the thing about that, that mm. that stuff wasn't popular back then. I mean it was no. just It was almost unheard know, of, really. You know, karaoke hadn't come out, there wasn't backing tracks, uh, MIDI was just really forming to where you can actually use MIDI. Mm-hmm. To perform with and sergio just fell off into that so quick and it was a natural to him to to but, do that and i think you sort of picked up on that vibe pretty quick yourself
0: well the beauty of it was <clears> for <throat> sergio sergio played drums and keyboards he played piano and keyboard so he was using the electric you know like you said the midi messaging super highway of touring drum sounds or keyboard sounds on the drums or vice versa, mm-hmm. and so I started really honing in and studying that, and then the whole using a floppy disk and oh, cramming, as, mm-hmm. cramming as much information on a floppy disk as you could,
1: which you wasn't know. a lot. No, no, not like today. <laughs>
0: oh my God, what I would have given to have what we got on a cell phone. Oh man, <laughs>
1: back in the oh, day when God. we started, yeah, yeah. man. But Sergio sure uh, do he'd do a mix and he'd have to load three or four floppy disks just yeah. to get that one long. 20-minute mix yeah to load on that board
0: i played with method to madness and i used a bunch of samples with them and we would write our set list a certain way so i could have all the samples loaded for certain songs and then we would play a song that didn't have any because i was loading the next group of samples for the rest you of the had set had to make wow. that one you know? yeah and you, so, you put
1: certain songs in yeah that you would raw play, uh, so yeah. you could load your other samples. So I could load the other yeah. samples,
0: and 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 it was fun. And it was uh, that was a band yeah. that I really, and a band I had called Soup Bone. because uh, Scapegoats would eventually change names. Uh, at one point, it would kind of disappear, and I would be jamming with my buddy Mike Dials and a guy named William Hunter. We called him Nook. And
1: uh, I remember that name. Yeah,
0: uh, killer bass player, and he he he'd make this noise and you knew he was in the pocket I mean, it was great but uh anyhow um we had a band called los Bestardos, and i would kind of use the samples with them a little bit not as much and then um some super- guys
1: just didn't get into it man it right, just- right yeah yeah
0: well you know um it, it, it had its place
1: yeah it, 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 yeah,
0: you know and then with Soup Bone what I would use it for is just basically like we would do um, say Stevie, Stevie Ray couldn't stand the weather and I'd fire off you know a, a lightning yeah. thunder and rain sound
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and then Soup Bone would kind of we added, it was Greg Daddle and Nathan Shivers, and then eventually it would be a brief moment where it was me and Corky Hughes and a guy named Paul Ray. Corky
2: Hughes. Huh? And
0: didn't, y'all,
1: didn't y'all have a video, not to stop you, but didn't y'all have a video of a Mardi Gras thing that y'all done together, you and – I don't think it was Corky, but I want to say it was uh, – Yeah, well – Paul Ray was playing with yeah, you. Yeah,
0: that, that's – Another kind of little lineup of, man, of soup bone. That would be uh, a guy named Garrett Tucker. Garrett Tucker,
1: right. yeah. But yeah. there is a video I do have on. I see. I seen one that you put up, yeah. and I was just, I was like, man, that's just for a three-piece. I mean, they were just <laughs> wearing it out, man. There's, there's pa- funny. Paul Ray was just, just yeah. super. I mean, he forgot more than I ever known. Paul's bass amazing talent, can yeah. sing. Oh
0: my God, great set of pipes. But yeah. when it was Corky and Paul and I, I would trigger samples for certain songs, like we did some promise and there's one i'm trying to remember the name of the song but anyhow there's a break uh, i think it was jerry it was a race car driver and there's a break in it and you hear ging, 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 dog will hunt you know <laughs> you know so i would do that kind of crazy stuff yeah. and yeah. then um we did a, a, a white zombie song mm-hmm. where i literally played a synth bass sound on a Electronic pad mm-hmm. and some other crazy stuff. So it was fun using all. Yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Let's go to the lineup where it was me, uh, Paul Ray, and then Garrett Tucker. I met Garrett while playing with Kevin Danzig. I did a probably about a year, year and a half playing with Kevin Danzig. Played all over the southeast, say Texas to Tennessee. Oh wow! Uh, Georgia. And uh, he we was young a,
1: back then too, oh, so man. Yeah, we young had
0: young. a and I was skinny, <laughs> and I had long hair. So, uh, but anyhow, life we, was good. Yeah, <laughs> dude, we had a blast, um, and so that's how I met Garrett. Now, Garrett is from Pascagoula, but he lives in Nashville. Hands down, probably the most monstrous musician I've ever played with. Really, wow! The dude's chops are just out of this world. Funny part was, is I introduced him to Promise. And uh, he wasn't big on listening to other people's music, you know. He played a lot of his own original stuff. And so I uh, introduced him to Promise, and we're riding down the road on our way from Tennessee somewhere to another gig. And I doze off, and I wake up a couple hours later. We're pulling into a motel, and Promise is still playing. So the next day for sound check, now he hasn't had a guitar in his hands. The next day for sound check. I mean, he's playing Tommy the Cat, the oh, bass man. line and guitar ring wow. by himself on a guitar. You know, that's just how. Just one of them guys can yeah, listen to uh, it
1: on break uh, and come back in and play exactly. it. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: the video you're referring to was from the late 90s, and it's a Mardi Gras parade. It's it's the Polka Dots. Now, I probably shouldn't admit this, but I'm going to.
1: The song is called Funkin' G, and we
0: played it the entire
1: parade. Right? I, you know, <laughs> when, I, when I heard y'all fire it off, I said, I bet they played that the whole Mardi Gras, I bet that whole route they we played did. that one song. That's we, the beauty I of just, doing a parade, huh? I just, Yeah, that, that is the beauty of it. Yes and no. <laughs> yeah, no, because <laughs> yeah. it'll wear you because, out. Because, that. <laughs> it'll wear you out, yeah.
0: Well, back in the day, the float in front of you may request a certain band to be behind them. You For know, a reason. If the, if the band has a big enough PA... And I always carried a big enough yeah. PA. Yeah, yeah. brings no. brings the party. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear me three floats away. There yeah. Chico. Yeah, comes Chico. Chico's down <laughs> there he's by coming. Broad Street, but he's yeah. coming. He'll be and, here in a minute. And uh, so, anyhow, um, we're rocking it out. And the next day, um, back in back then, um, a lady by the name of Janet Anderson used to book me. She yeah. used to book all the parades, and I, I was one of the bands she would book. And she was out there. They was complaining last night that somebody in the band was playing the same song from the whole parade. And I'm saying it wasn't me. I don't know who it was. You know, <laughs> and, uh, and the thing was, we were intermin- uh, an instrumental band. We didn't have any vocals. Yeah. You know, we didn't have, a, there wasn't a vocal mic on the float, you know? No, so, it was yeah.
1: just a straight up jam. Right.
0: It was just a big jam. But I mean, we actually did have tunes because Paul and I would go do shows with Garrett under his band name called 3DK. And so it was really cool and a lot of fun and neat places we would play and or festivals. After working with, uh, Paul Ray and Garrett Tucker, I went in and, um, that's when I started jamming with Method Madness and uh, played with uh, Eric Erdman yeah. Oh, yeah. and um, Bobby Harvey. Um, <coughs> Parkway Boys. S- yeah, right Stephanie Knoll. And uh, I see his face and his name is just gone. <laughs> um, we uh, eventually would change members a little bit, but Bobby and Eric and myself and then uh, Brian Graves
1: oh, yeah, would play oh,
0: with yeah. us at one point. And then that would slowly give birth to the band uh, The Ugly Stick. Oh, yeah. Because that's where Tim and Brian and Eric would start playing. Um,
2: Really hot band at one time. Exactly. They were fire. Yeah.
0: And uh, at that time, I was out playing with a band out of Texas called Arizona. (laughs) (laughs) In Texas. Hey, you want to talk about weird? (laughs) I got the gig because their drummer passed away playing drums. Singing Mm. hurt so good on his birthday. The weird part is, me and this dude could have lied to a lot of people and said we were brothers. I had a lot of people come running up. Man, I heard you died, and I'm like, he did. <laughs> you oh, know, I'm not trying word. to be mean, but I'm like,
2: yeah.
0: Um, and then after that, I got I played with the the Beat Daddies. I toured with them for mm. about a year. Another good band, yeah, really. Yeah. Um, Britt Meacham, killer guitar player. Oh my God, <laughs> that is an amazing guitar player, and he's yeah. played on a lot of great hits. He's the guitar player that did the slide part on. Old time rock and roll. Yeah. He worked with the Swampers, the Jackson Street Studio. I can't remember the exact <coughs> Was he name
2: on Night Moves? What?
0: I don't know if he was on the whole album. I just know he played yeah. that one part.
2: Okay. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah.
0: Um, Larry Grissom, the Larry lead. Gristle, he yeah. just recently passed away, yeah. but he was the lead singer that. and the, the band leader. It <clears> was <throat> his band. He wrote a lot of tunes for other people. So I was with them for a little while.
2: Now, then, how old was you then? You, you were a young man. Dude, huh? I
0: really don't remember. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. Good times. <laughs> Good times. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> Good times. I would uh, I would have a blast because they they would pick on me and call me the whoopersnapper snapper because they yeah. were all ten fifteen years older than me. Yeah. yeah, but you know there's a lot of great musicians around town that I've either played somewhat regularly with, like Johnny mm-hmm. Barbados. Yeah. I played mm-hmm. a bunch of gigs yeah. with Johnny. Um, mm-hmm. um, uh, Luther Womble, i got the chance to play with him a bunch of times. There's there's a lot of great names that mm-hmm. are in the blue side of the fence. Or people that are on the rock side of the fence that I would go hang out and jam with. Right. You know, um Christy Lee. I played oh, a Christ few Lose shows with her, yeah. you yeah. know, here yeah. in Mobile, uh in Georgia, different yeah. places. Um
2: what about RC and the Moon Pies, any those guys. Right? I
0: have actually sat in to jam with those guys yeah. at yeah. a party or something. You know. Right. Uh, there's a lot of bands. I used to play cool. over on Duval Street in this uh it was a, called the Frequency Breaker, and it was a, a blues club, always fun. You know, I wouldn't know, like, they would call out a song, and I wouldn't know the name of the song, or know the song, shall I say. And the lead guitar player would look at me and go, Shop up, da
1: and so I'd yeah. I brought in a couple right, drums right, like yeah. yeah exactly. You heard that song boom tack, chick, boom boom right bop, right, bop. right. You do that and, and <laughs> well, they
2: could be like Keith and say oh you'll get it you will yeah. get it you'll right, right, right. <laughs> you'll you figure it out you figure it out you yeah. catch it, I it you out. catch it
0: you catch this I'm <laughs> gonna it yeah, check it
2: uh, I've had
0: that happen a million times I've, I've actually I I have made plenty of good weekend money yeah. um, filling in on drums for a band I've never played with. That's kind of how I got that gig.
1: You got to sort of do that now, yeah. man. You know, you you can't corner yourself into a, a, a you know twenty five song market. You have to so well, spread you, your wings there a little well, bit. You gain experience. You do. And,
0: and the thing is, not only do you gain, uh, I think, you, not only do you gain musical experience, you can also gain life experience. Yeah. You do, man, you
1: know? and, and the people you meet and the. And the you know, the memories that you make. Yeah, exactly. you know, It's just, a, oh, man. Exactly. Especially
2: being around them seasoned musicians, like you were saying, they were 10 right. or 15 years ahead of you. Right. Yeah. That's how I felt when I would get around Keith and Sergio. Right. You know, it's like, or, or, or different people like that. Like, well,
1: well right. mainly Sergio.
2: Mainly Sergio, but,
1: you <laughs> know, uh, guys
2: have been around the block and then did this a few times, you know, so you can learn a lot. But
0: know. I've worked with some young cats that,
2: that you can still learn a lot from uh,
0: exactly right.
2: I've, I've always tried to be that guy
0: that can walk in the room and, and learn something from somebody that's as good as me or that is not as good as me right you know um somebody new i mean i played a gig with adam holt one time and this was quite oh, interesting I know adam, yeah. and it was a he had just dropped a uh, christian
2: album yeah and we're, that's where i know him from actually. and we was
0: yeah. this big church over in uh hammond
2: he used to be in 180 band a long time ago yeah yeah here. yeah
0: mm-hmm. and so we were in hammond and this cute little girl we we we're, we're, we're you just finished rehearsal mm-hmm. for a show that night and the little girl comes up she's like hey sir can i can i play your drums and i'm like sure you know she sits down and i'm pointing everything out to her and the little girl just starts rocking and wow back, back up, and i mean I yeah i'm like wow. i'm sitting there with my wow. jaw on the ground and i look at her dad and his jaw is on the ground and i'm like dude this is your daughter you should know she can play like this yeah he says well <clears throat> and so she was rocking out on my drum kit wow. which was set up traditionally right-handed right. even though i had extra pedals and extra hi-hat stuff that you could play it mm-hmm. left-handed because i'm ambidextrous. i can play <clears throat> right or left-handed as i mentioned earlier uh, and i'm sitting there going wow you know and watching her do a couple of things and i was like man that's that's impressive that's pretty awesome
2: yeah
0: you know and uh, and and the guy started jamming with her now yeah. was it because she didn't really know how to go out there on a limb or did she know to stay back and let them do you know right. and just play the groove but it was
1: impressive it's it's always great to get kids involved, and I'm gonna uh, <clears throat> throw you under the bus a little bit because a few weeks ago there was a a kid out on Facebook and uh, somebody put something up to where you had donated some drums to a kid that lost some, some drums in a fire, and
2: yeah, 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 and, uh, yeah,
1: that was that was really great of you to do that. Well, uh, and, and really, <clears throat> you know, passing the torch that's that's what it's all about. You know, that's what we all have to step up and do. You know,
0: yeah, well, I think we should always be there. For each other I thought that was you know,
1: really really was it takes a noble village. To do that. It, yeah. it does yeah. it, you know, it does takes a you know, because you know that kid could turn around and, and you know be that be that next guy
0: well the th- yeah, yeah exactly you know and the thing is is uh, his mother had made a post I'm constantly combing the uh, marketplace on Facebook or mm-hmm. you know sometimes I'll go to Craigslist or different places and look for you know junk stuff that particular kit I actually got a few years ago. Pretty cheap, and I cleaned them up because they were covered in stickers. They belonged to a punk rock band or whatever. Mm. I cleaned them up, and I would play them. Cheap, no-name brand drums, but they were great. I loved them. They sounded awesome. I enjoyed playing them. And so anyhow, I'm combing through the Facebook Messenger thing or the market thing, and I see the post where they were one of the families that lost everything in that fire. at the apartments. Yeah, yeah. And so I hit... I sent a private message to the mom because the mom was like, yeah, we lost everything. And my husband played guitar and I had a keyboard and my oh, son wow. played drums. Wow. And I'm thinking to myself, logically, okay, the guy played guitar in church and made money doing mm-hmm. so. So I know the guitar is going to be probably one of the first things in the instrument side of the fence that they'll get. Right. And I know there's going to be a lot of people giving clothes and food and stuff like that, which, you know, I was like, hey, do y'all, what do you need? But my main question is, is, what kind of drums did your son have? And she told me. And and I said, okay, well, I've, I've got a few ideas, you know, I'll, I'll hit you back. And so I shot her messages. Hey, look, I've got this some drums I want to give to your son, but I'm going to see if I can get some of my buddies. And I have a, I'm part of a local group on Facebook and it's just drummers. And
1: we all got that. Right, you right. Know, and so I reached stuff. out
0: to them and I said, Hey guys, this is what I'm doing. And some of my buddies stepped up That's and awesome. hooked up some cymbals and some yeah. stands that I didn't have. And uh, so we put the little drum kit together. Or I went around and collected everything from everybody. And mm-hmm. then I met them at a Walmart. But I had the drums set up. Of course, you saw the picture. Yeah, I seen the picture. But it was so funny. People that kid's are, I, eyeballs was just oh, yeah.
1: lit up. He was, you just, that, that picture, man, that well, would just make you cry. I, you could I tell had several, just,
0: and that was the best one because one of them, <clears throat> dude, he's bawling. I, 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 mean, he I bawling. bet he
1: was because you could tell he yeah. really appreciated it. And that was just... That's a very noble thing to do, man. Well, you
0: know, I, I did it out kind of the kindness of my heart because I know, I know that the drums were going to be the last thing thought yeah. of right. for this kid. You know, yeah. and, and you know, I don't know him, and that might be the biggest thing of his his day is coming home and playing his drums because I right. know at times that was what I would do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean.
1: I like me with the guitar, yeah, man. I mean, yeah. my, I'd come home and just practice on a D chord all day. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes that that, that, they're that healing power. <clears throat> yeah. It is. It it's is. a time machine, too. It'll yeah. take you places. Oh, yeah.
2: Music's so powerful,
1: man. Yeah. So, so powerful.
0: I wanted to you know, try to reach out and help the kid out. So. That was good. That was
1: good. Moving on with, uh, with, uh, with your timeline. Uh, <laughs> I guess we can get into the... Chico and Chris thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know it's
2: funny because earlier uh, I said when I met you at Mustache Sally's, I said, "God,
1: dude it looks like Slash."
2: Yeah. Well, we got to talk about the guy that looks like Axl Rose. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. I know you um, appreciate that. Um, I
1: didn't say that, Chris. Uh, <laughs> my
0: wife calls Chris my redheaded girlfriend, <laughs> <laughs> and or I call him my redheaded.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <Beep. clears throat> so there
1: we go again. With that. Um,
0: he's my homeboy. He yeah. is. You know. I mean, people will say, oh, that's my, um, uh, I'm trying to think of a word, when people are all in love and uh, that's my yeah, soulmate, their oh, yeah. soulmate, yeah. you yeah. know. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> Chris is is my, it's just.
1: He's that guy. He's that guy. He's that guy. We yeah.
0: think a lot alike yeah. when it comes to performance. Mm-hmm. Um, we think a lot alike when it comes to setting up and tearing down. We want a neat stage. We want to sound good. We want to put on a show. We want you to walk away and go, holy crap, Mm
2: -hmm. that
0: was an awesome show, be it he and I, be it us with other people. But, of course, since we're talking Chico and Chris, of course it was just the two of us for a very, very long time. And every now and then we would do a show where we would hire out other musicians to do these shows with us. We started out playing a lot of tracks, and I'm using a lot of the sampling and all that stuff that we were talking about earlier with Sergio. Um, And and so... (laughs) I was using some of that stuff in the background with what we were doing. We took a little Thursday night gig that didn't pay a whole lot of money. But it was a place to get paid and rehearse. I think we played there before. And get (laughs) seen. Yeah. So we started making a name for ourselves. But we were also not only putting on a live music show, it was a comedy show. Because it was nothing for us to do something stupid or say something funny or do something just to dig at you a little bit. I just, don't see, yeah, you, you know, I just don't see that in I just Well, actually, you know, he's, he's the, uh, being the fiery one with the red hair, you know. I'm the yeah. sugar bear in the back. However, we have turned that around on people a couple of times, but the situation at that moment required it, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's always been the joke that he's the, he's the, you know, down to business guy and I'm the one that's friendly or whatever, but, um, I've uh, I have to say that we kicked in a lot of doors and kind of did it our way. Yeah, because there was a lot of places that were like, not we're not going to hire a duo that's a drummer and acoustic guitar right, player.
2: Right, right. Um, you would have a lot of stereotypes from the right. get go, Yeah. Well, we had
0: a few places. Oh, we only do that during the week, and we're like, right, nah, we're not a, not what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're Friday Saturday night, right. You know? And and the cool part is there was a handful of places like the Zebra. You know, Chris is a Parkway boy, and when yeah. I first mentioned—I don't know if I need to tell this story—but when I first, please do. Try when me. I first mentioned about playing the zebra, I had actually filled in on drums with uh, the, the uh, formerly known, unknown, or formerly unknown, um, and I had used to would tell you there wasn't a bar mobile I had never been in, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, of course, there's one or two. Mm-hmm. Well, the Zebra happened to be one up. Mm-hmm. A nice patio back there. Yeah, it's, dude. And I yeah. fell in love with the decor. It's got this really oh, cool so African cool. motif in yeah, there. Yeah, and and, and cool it's place. so clean. Yeah. And it's uh it's dominant <clears> the rough. Right, it is. Chris is like, man, I'm not playing there. And I'm hmm. like, dude, give me one show. One show. Mm-hmm. So we played there. And it went great. Um, I like to jokingly say that if you go to the back in the day, if you went to the Zebra, it was kind of like going to uh, hang out with um, Hugh Hefner at the Playboy Mansion. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the reason why I say that is because yeah. Jody and Kim they had their table and they were cool, and they had their court at that table. You right. Know, and they would buy right. people drinks.
2: People would buy right. them drinks. Such a cool vibe. Yeah, here. it was great. Yeah. And
0: so we turned that into our room because when we were playing there, if you did not reserve a table or get there by a certain hour you were standing up the mm-hmm. rest of the night simple yeah. as that and uh we had a whole lot of fun there um, we had a couple other places that we would do that to like the boondocks uh we would play a place over and um, i'm trying to remember it was the pub in pharaoh we would do the same thing there you know it was mm-hmm. it was great which the pub what's kind of funny is when we first talked to them about booking this they were like no mm-hmm. maybe during the week but not on a weekend i drove trucks so during the week was out of the question right and uh so one night, we, were, we would do this where we would go to a bar. We would pick a night that I would be home. And we would go to a bar and say, hey, we're a duo. We want to come in and jam. Right. Or go jam at an open mic just to get our foot in the door in places. Yeah. And it worked. Well, we made us a demo that was a disc, but you had to put it in your computer. Yeah. And it opened up just like a website. Mm-hmm. And so we gave it to the bartender. And the bartender um, went home and watched it. And he called Gail, the owner. 4, 30 5 in the morning, oh my God, you've got to hire these guys. And so she hired us. And it was funny because she was one of several that would say, like uh, the young lady that owned the Bayhouse Pub, oh my God, that's two guys?
1: Yeah, it's just it's that mindset that they get. We, right. You have, you know. And the, And the fun part about
0: it was I was using a lot of crazy cool technical stuff at this point, but not in the way that a lot of people thought I was. You know, I wasn't pulling tracks, except Chris could walk off the stage and I could do a song by myself. Then I did trigger tracks, but I did a lot of crazy sound effects and or just weird sounds that
1: would fill up holes. And this is not just a past tense. You're still, you're you're, you're Chris still playing. Yeah, we're
0: we're still playing. Um, Of course, we're not booking every weekend. Mm -hmm. We play at least once, twice a month together. And I'm not sure, you know, he's got a few other little things he's working on. Uh, Mm -hmm. He does a thing um, with uh, when this is kind of funny. Justin Wall, you remember the Perry oh, yeah. Wall? Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Okay, the, yeah. yeah. they were friggin' awesome, they and were, we did a bunch of good. shows with them. So it would be both bands, and uh, so that was. Yeah, always I played good. down the Hangout a
1: couple of times. I want to say. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 and
0: and uh, and then so Chico and Chris took a little bit of a hiatus, and the really reason was is I took a different job trucking, and so it was really hard to pin down a Friday night because when you wake up in Corpus Christi, Texas, you know, and you deliver at seven. <clears throat> I have done it and I have rolled into Mobile at 5:36 o'clock and mm-hmm. let me just tell you I broke a lot of speed
2: limits. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you, know, you said yeah. something early about seeing you guys. You got something different when you. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of stereotypes a two men band, and they'd be like, "Well, we'll, we'll put y'all Monday through Thursday, or whatever." Because they're mm-hmm. thinking y'all just y'all not gonna yeah. bring it, you know? Bye, bye, Mrs. Yeah, bye. yeah. I mean, nothing wrong
0: with that song. It's a great no, song. No, not but, not at all. Right? Because uh, we did it more like, blah, you know, we, we really. Yeah, y'all, did y'all had some ump band. with it. Yeah, uh, right.
2: but what I would say, man, I loved about you guys it is is. Uh, you can go see a man, you can go see a five, six piece band. great musicians, mm-hmm. but not everybody can connect with the audience. Right. And I think that's the key because at the end of the day, most people want to be entertained. Right. You know, and that's something that, that y'all always brought. That's something I, I pride with me and Keith and Sergio mm-hmm. and all of us do, is you entertained. Yeah. Well, and,
1: and people want to feel like they're a part of what you're doing. Exactly. You know, they, they just, if you can pull them in and, and 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 make some kind of rapport with your with your audience, and that's what I always try to do, and I and, really show your appreciation for Mm -hmm. them being there you know right uh it's you know it's a special thing when you when you got especially people that come every week right and a lot of times you know you don't always have time to change your show you're pretty Mm -hmm. much doing that same basic show but they don't seem to care because you know they feel like they're part of what you're doing well that's and they are to me they are right
0: but that's the beauty of going past just being a musician exactly. you know that's kind of where with us the comedy kind of kicked in because we yeah. did a lot of stupid stupid stuff um
1: isn't from, it funny how that grows as right. you go to yeah. me me and mike used to do that all the time we'd come up with
2: and it's organic yeah yeah it's, you just, know.
1: it's just it is and he, he would come <laughs> up and I'd, I'd say something and he'd just come up with something just so stupid about it. It was right. funny. Right. You know, and it was we'd just make that part of the show. I can yeah. remember
2: seeing you guys one time and, and somebody got up used the bathroom, and <laughs> then half, half, the, half the people shift to the other side of the room or something when they
1: come out. It's like
0: just crazy stuff like um, that is Well what we would do is <clears throat> and, and I was gonna mention patio tools when I knew kinda I I, I think I was going where you were going. We would play <laughs> patio tools and, and we would do several things. You had to go by the stage to go to the restroom. Remember that? Yeah. So, we would do one of a couple of things. If we were in the middle of a song, one thing we would do is totally stop and Chris would cross his arms and be like, "Okay, we'll wait on you. Go ahead." <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Go ahead. We'll wait on you. And and you know, of course, you know, a young lady would smile and kind of blush, you know, being embarrassed. Not like and, they
1: didn't hear you. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, and, of course,
0: they go in the bathroom. And as soon as they duck off in the bathroom, I would get on the microphone. And I'd be like, ladies and gentlemen, we have a microphone in the bathroom. <laughs> and I would trigger a sample. Oh. And I'm where I got it from, um, to kind of educate people on what samples are that don't know, I, I took the movie The Spy Who, Sh- the, the Spy Who Shagged Me yeah, and, yeah. and where he, they woke him up.
2: Yeah, I had like that and long pee. It, yeah, the long pee. <laughs> but
0: what I did is I cut all of the talking out. Yeah. I cut all the talking out and yeah. then I put it oh all back God. together. So it was real funny. And the people would laugh, you yeah. know. Or we would do a thing where a girl would walk by and we'd stop and. She'd just keep walking. I'd be like, "Nice shoes," and Chris would be like, "Yeah, but I'm not talking about the shoes, <laughs> you know." <laughs> of course, you know things like that to yeah. mess with the crowd. Um, yeah. We had this thing where we would it's do fun, though, man. We would do these speaker rides. That's a whole other story. Right. But if yeah. you've seen um, what's his name, the the shock jock, if you've seen his show, do you know what a speaker ride yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we 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 would do all kinds of crazy stuff yeah. in front of people and make jokes and cut up yeah. and have a really good time.
2: That's what makes people come out, right? That's why they want to follow you.
1: That, that's good. That's good.
2: Well, tell us what you're doing now, man. Let's, let's come up to date a little bit, man. Because you got a hell of a show. Matter of fact, I seen you coming down the road at the last Monte Gras parade, man. You got a hell of a setup
1: by himself. Yeah, baby.
2: <laughs>
0: um, and a driver, of course. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I gotta have a driver.
0: Everybody <laughs> keeps sending me the video to do it on the drums. When you start
1: yeah. playing and driving, yeah. When people keep sending talk me the, to me, yeah, you know? the video
0: of the drummer on the motorcycle thing. Yeah. You know? I'm
1: like, ah, whatever. I've seen that guy. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Um,
0: i've had a lot of crazy ideas i put a band together called the disco rednecks and they're still together but the idea behind the disco rednecks was i actually wore an outfit and my name was simo i totally hid
2: the idea of chico that's a great name. yeah that was great and 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 i talk like
0: this how you doing you know and i hate that i'm giving this up because i still lie to people and tell them that's my cousin yeah because (laughs) wow they believe me yeah man that's my cousin chico he put the band together for us you know (laughs) he's a good feller so anyhow, with all of that being said, it I, actually
1: fooled some of them. I can imagine. It. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. ha- it
0: has. I literally have people. Man, you remind me of that dude to beat the drums in the Mardi Gras. And I'm like, man, that's my cousin Chico. <laughs> Heck yeah, it's his drums right here. It's his PA. You know, I'm from no, South never Carolina. Did, yeah. Never
1: put it dude, together. I'm
0: wearing a hat and glasses and overalls. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I wouldn't. I wouldn't shave, so I would be scruffy too. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But anyhow, um, some of the ideas I had for the disco rednecks was using a backing big screen in the back to where I could come out front. There'd be a drum track playing and I could sing and dance.
2: Uh, well, you buy like the front man. Also. Right, right. Right.
0: So, um, what happened is, um, I saw an idea that I'd already had in my head of like a drummer DJ thing. And so I was like, wait a minute, you know, why don't I do this? And so I basically took the video screen, the audio backing tracks, the DJing. And I kind of, put it in a big old mixing pot. And so the fun part is I always sang one, two, three songs with a band, you know. Back in the day, if you sat in with the band, you had to sing one. So, right. Jesus
2: I'll break. Two. Yeah. Know. At least one, was, you man. know, Wild things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, it. exactly. That's kind of how I got into
0: <laughs> singing. And with Chris, I would do three or four songs a night, you know, because yeah. he did most of the singing. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, when I put the Disco Rednecks together, I, of course, was doing more singing I had before. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb because I had been already doing Mardi Gras parades by myself. Using samples, chunks of songs that I would chunk up and play and sing. You know, Low Rider, Wild Thing, Funky Cold Medina, Bird Up, you know. Mm. Funky dance stuff. I threw the video element in because I'm thinking I'm by myself. They don't want to just look at me, you know. a matter of fact, I had played a show and I was filling in on drums for a band at a wedding. And I walked around the corner to the garage waiting for the time for us to kick off. And I'm standing in the garage and I'm talking to some folks there. And they were like, yeah, man, we seen you was going to be playing at this bar, but... I mean, you're a good drummer, but
2: I don't want to watch no four-hour drum solo.
0: <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's not what it yeah, is. That's that mindset right. thing. You know, yeah. it's, a, it's yeah. not a four-hour drum solo. Yeah. right? But yeah. at the same time, this is where my thinking is, there are people that are going to want to come in and see me do something. Right. You know, be it a stick trick or, you know, something cool as far yeah. as a drum feel yeah. or something. So the show is designed really to get people up and dancing. That's the whole idea. But at the same time, I'm also playing restaurants. So I'm also playing songs that will just simply entertain the crowd, and uh, and I put stuff together in a remix kind of way. I've tied songs together, like I have one I call a whole lot of Sex Machine, and the guitar riff is whole lot of love, but the vocals are the vocals from James Brown's Sex Machine, and you actually see Jimmy Page, you see, you know James Brown. I have other ones that I've done where you you know you hear the original singer. For instance, I'll do "Don't Stop Believing," you know, and I may vocally hit that first little line to entice the crowd to sing. Get them
1: to sing with you. And I'll Mm.
0: mute it at a certain part, you know, so it's just the crowd, but I kick it right back in. But the cool part is on the screen, I like to make the joke that I invited them all over to my house, Mm -hmm. you know, and that we shot this video during the COVID thing. That's good. (laughs) Actually, before the COVID thing, I just made the joke that they were at my house and we shot all these videos because you actually see the original members of Journey. And uh, so that's the cool part about it. But then again, out of, say a 60-song set list, which is bigger than that now, but I was singing, say, 35 or 40 songs, and then the rest of it was actual tracks, so you would get to see Bruno Mars, or you would get to see Pink.
1: And people don't appreciate how much work is involved in all that. I do Baby Got Back,
0: and I have well over... 100 hours I can believe it just in the backing track and the video because now I've got to put a video together you know wow.
1: um, I mean, you're cutting and pasting and splicing right. it, putting certain parts in at the mm-hmm. time of that particular vocal part and right
0: and it's, it's lining
1: it's, all that up. Right. That, that takes a lot of time. It does,
0: especially time. with One Light Baby Got Back because there's something stupid happening with all the lyrics. Yeah. Something yeah. stupid with every lyric is going on. You have on, to so go in there and find yeah. a yeah. video to, right.
1: to cut up to get that yeah. one little snippet.
0: Video know? to pictures. Like for instance You might when take I an, an hour
1: my, to get one two second snippet. It, exactly. Yeah. Just to get it just right. But yeah. like for instance yeah. when it
0: says I keep my women like Flojo. There's a picture of Flojo, the runner you know yeah. from the Olympics. and And so there's all kinds of crazy stuff as you watch it you know yeah. and then like if you if you've seen it on Facebook I probably downloaded it and it's probably somewhere in one of my songs
1: I've seen I've seen the baby got back when it's done I was just I was just amazed at awe of how much work was involved yes because I know how much work was involved. Well, that's I mean, we were just doing back and tracks and I know how much work that was. And yeah, just in the back track and tracks side of videos, it. videos yeah. is just oh my lord.
0: Right. And and the thing is is um the journey from way back in the day of learning tricks from people like Sergio. Yeah. um and then furthering my education by watching other people and learning a lot of tricks over the years yeah. and just slowly building my bag of tricks and my big old toolbox of, Hey, I can do this. I can do that. So, which is how I ended up putting this show together. And it's called Chico drums. Hmm. You can find me on Facebook, Chico drums. I'm actually, it's still kind of
1: not there yet, but it's getting there. A website. It's getting there. A website. Uh, So anyhow, uh, (laughs) you know,
0: merchandise and stuff. Well, actually I'm, I'm working on it now. I just don't know if it'll be launched when it'll be launched, but I'm, I'm working on it. And, uh, but, uh, YouTube Most people channel.
1: I found out go to Facebook before anything. Exactly, really. It's, you know, yeah, but you know it's just mean? there it's yeah, just, because yeah, Facebook
0: yeah. keeps telling me,
1: "Man, you need to put that there. You need, you need, this, you need you to know. pay us this, this amount yeah. of money. You need this no. website.
0: Yeah, Wait, there's nothing here for a website. <laughs> yeah. <So. laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, they'll let you know and if right. you want to pay us. We'll take your money. Right.
0: <laughs> but it, it's been fun. Um, another another battle that I believe the Chico and Chris show helped me kind of because I've walked to a lot, gone into many venues and only had them kind of want to shut the door in my face. Mm. What's a solo drummer going to do?
1: And the thing yeah. about that is, is, is is, it only makes you try that much harder. Exactly. Uh, somebody that's, that's, you know, that's, if you're passionate about it, you, mm-hmm. you know, you just use that as fuel to the fire right, to say, right. okay, well I'm going to make it even better now. Right. You know, cause I'm going to make you change your mind right yeah.
0: you now. Right. Or, uh, you know, I, or the best part is sometimes is when they do pass you up, Three weeks later, they're blowing they're your phone. Blowing your phone up. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's the best part. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. So that really makes you feel good. Well, where are some? I know, you know, with all this mess going on, the c word. I don't even like to talk about it. But yeah. uh, where are some of the places you have been able to play uh, that may be coming up? I know it's going to be a little while before we get this. Maybe a few weeks before we get this particular podcast out, but hopefully uh, it'll be out before your next show. And hopefully <laughs> maybe, so. Maybe.
0: Um, I, I I had a lot of great places I was playing because I actually come off the road and started teaching people how to drive truck instead of driving truck and was doing this three and four nights a week, so yeah. it was really going well until the C-word hit. Yeah. Um, but I was uh, the Boondocks out West Mobile. Boondocks, oh yeah, okay. great burger, great yeah. burger, great yeah. place to come. Uh-huh. Um, Papa's in Saraland, another little spot. Oh I yeah, yeah. What's
1: that Saint? What was that Saint? Shelton Beach Road. Shelton Beach Road. Yeah. That's it. Shelton Beach and Road. Then, and then
0: um, the barn. The barn. Over on 45.
1: The barn. The barn on 45. Over
0: there at Cushland. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some of my cousins. Anyhow, <laughs> uh, um, once again, another place with a mean hamburger. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm a burger junkie. Yeah.
1: Um, I couldn't tell. Yeah, but damn, yeah, look at me. <laughs> that girlish figure's gone. i know, man. Um, like Mike Thomas says, shape of a circle. That's right. get <laughs> yeah. shape. That's right. I'm all about that base.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Back into the mobile of, of Garage, Cockeye uh, Charlie's is another venue. Then let's see uh, if you go across the bay, I've been playing like top of the bay, which the way they book, I've they're so far out so yeah. you might do yeah. three shows a year there if right. you're lucky Right, um, which once again I love that venue because it's a big stage and I right. can really cut free there yeah. whereas in some of the smaller rooms I have done a couple of benefits which is how I introduced this hmm. I introduced this at a benefit for a musician in a room full of musicians oh, wow. you're talking about crazy mm-hmm. oh wow wow so um, but also Oa over in Bowling um, oh, yeah. okay. yeah. I played there at a place called uh, the Groovy Goat yeah. A great place. A good Groovy burger. goat. Yeah, oh, they got some good food. Oh yes, yeah, they do. Yeah. Um
2: there's another little yeah, spot. That food thing hey, too, yeah. Though. We're talking food. <laughs> Fat people like to eat. Man. <laughs> hey, that's right.
0: Um Strix uh and Fairhope is a place I'll oh, be playing yeah, real soon. Yeah, yeah. Um and something else I've been <clears throat> doing, and this has been kinda cool, uh, my buddies in Cecil Blue. They're a band out of Baldwin County. Yeah. Um they're a party party band, but they do party. Bro country, party country, uh, but they also do a lot of rock and roll stuff, which nice. is really cool. And uh, so I'll do shows with them, and I played the host um, mm.
1: uh, with them and then done a bunch of backyard is parties. you're the host in Baymanette? Yeah. Oh, wow, man. I used to play that place. I yeah. Way back in the day, yeah, man. Chris and I used to. Me something. and Doctor Dan used to play yeah. the host. You
2: know, speaking of doctor and benefit, didn't we do a, a benefit yeah. show for Doctor Bob? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. We did.
0: Yeah. Uh, matter oh, of yeah. fact, uh, we jammed together. Y'all were on y'all stage, yeah. and we were on a yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that was right. crazy. Yeah, we I did. Remember. I think
2: we did Wild Thing together. We did Wild Thing, yeah. and I think we did like Word Up, Word up. And yeah, 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 we were just
1: throwing them back and forth. that was crazy. That was cool. That was fun. But, uh, and that's the gig we've ever done together all these years. Yeah. It's it so crazy, man. Right? Yeah. But, um,
0: yeah, the, uh, the cool part is is I'm still knocking on doors and I have a few places that are very interested in my show. The only thing is the fact that, of course, we're dealing with the whole COVID thing right now and yeah, the right. rules yeah. are changing and what we can and can't do. Right. Um, it and it, it's, it's, it's been interesting. Um, But I'm having fun with the show. A lot of people are digging it. It's not just a big drum solo. I mean, it's come in and shake your butt kind of thing. You know, I will do a drum solo if you tip me, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And you will do backyard parties and weddings. Exactly. Uh, Well, actually, I did. That's
0: what's crazy. There's a place in uh, Mississippi that I totally left out called the County Line Bar. Yeah. And it's just on 613 and Back Road. Yeah. Great little bar. Yeah. Love the guys that own it, the, the bar staff. I go way back with these people. And, and and I'm playing there one night, and there's a young lady that had seen Chico and Chris, the disco rednecks, and mm. so forth and so on. And and uh, she's one of the ones in the crowd that we could always make jokes with, and she would make jokes back, which helps the entertainment. Scene. Yeah, yeah, it does. And, um, so I, was I always love
1: a bartender that does that. Yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and, cool. And,
0: and so this young lady's like, oh, my God. You know, we didn't see at the Fourth of July party. Blah blah blah. This that and the other. And, oh my God! I wanted to book y'all to play my wedding. Hmm. And I'm like, she, I'm like, really? And I said, Well, I'm sorry, you know. Blah, Catch you next yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, right. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. So anyhow, she she says, um, Are you booked next Saturday? And I said, Well, let me look at my book and I'll tell you. You know, and um, I'm about to go back up and I grab my book real quick and I look at it and I let her know. No, I'm, I'm wide open. Good. I'll call you tomorrow. I'm like, Okay. So she calls me the next day. She said, I fired my DJ. I want to book you to play my band. <laughs> wow. So here I am. You got it
1: anyway. Out in yeah. the
0: country of Lucendale inside of, you know, those little wooden buildings that you can buy. Yeah. That, you know, on the side of the road. To right. You know, deliver and put them in your backyard. You yeah. Know? yeah. Great I little, got one back there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, it's great. Great for storage yeah. or yeah. a little shop. Yeah. That's what I was in because it was raining, and they had those pop-up tents from where I was at all the way to the back of the building (laughs) of the house because they had a reception at their home. Wow. It was cool, man. It was so cool. But back on the baby got back, you know. The one thing I had to learn about singing and playing dance music— is to quit looking at people dancing while singing because it, you would start it really laughing. Throw y'all, throw y'all. <laughs> right. Well, the, throw, it, the, it, throw the throw uh, the video uh, element in, and people watching the video, and it's yeah. crazy, and their stupid stuff that's going to make them laugh or go, "Hey, man, look at that!" Yeah. You know, whatever the story might be. There were kids there, and they were giggling the problem is i could hear them through my earbuds that i'm using to be able to hear everything and play right, yeah and you want to talk about hard trying to rap and listen to these kids mm-hmm. giggling at the video of all the girls with the big booties you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> man we could go on with stories with you for days and days and we, we're gonna to have to have you back on this podcast i'm sure you know that one of the things that we were talking about doing tonight is one of the things that i want to do with just about every musician that i get on here and i, I want to tell one good story to end this thing uh, so uh, we talked about a story that before we uh, <laughs> before we before we come on with this podcast, and uh, you got to understand Chico's philosophy of of having fun and enjoying life. This guy enjoys life probably more than anybody you'll ever meet. and He used to have this hearse that that uh, he carried his equipment in and himself in. And this this story he's going to tell is about this hearse, and it's just it's hilarious. So we're going to end this on this story, Chico. Tell us the little story that that uh, that we were talking about earlier, there, buddy. Had your mother in law roll it? Yeah, my mother in law. She needed that. Too. Uh, she 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 really does.
0: Well, of course, a lot of people know me for my hearse, and the funny part is, is, man, that thing was black. Actually, it was gray. It was a rat rod before we knew what rat rods were. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. was raggedy, and um, and a lot of people would call it raggedy. But the thing was, I actually rebuilt the motor in it. Mm-hmm. You know, done a bunch of work to it.
1: Yeah,
0: and. um that car would haul a whole lot of butt. Hmm. Now, when I say whole, I haul a whole lot of butt, it was a hearse, so it did haul <laughs> dead people. You could pack it full of people. Yeah. You could pack it full of gear, but it would fly. I got more tickets in that car, than I could shake a stick at I'm playing in Natchez, Mississippi. I'm doing a gig with Kevin Danzig at a really cool bar called the Underhill Saloon. And right above it is the Mark Twain Guesthouse. Now, I'm going to be there all weekend, so which means we're staying in the Mark Twain Guesthouse. I get to the gig a little late, get everything set up, we sound check, change clothes, I'm ready to rock. Well, I never got a key to get into the the Guesthouse. After the gig, me and the bass player, you know, we run off and we go hanging out having us a good time. And, of course, we get separated, you know, doing things that musicians do. And uh, so we get, I get back to the guest house, to the, to the bar, and it's in the wee hours in the morning. And I don't have a key, so I can't get in. And it's not like I can just throw a rock and hit a window because I don't know what room Kevin's in or the bass player.
2: Way before cell phones. Yeah, yeah, way <laughs> before cell
0: phones and beepers. I yeah. mean, there was no pagers at this time, you know. Um, so I always kept a sleeping bag and a sheet. And a pillow in my hearse, (laughs) and I tell people if you can think of it, I've done it in my hearse. Let's just keep it as simple as that. So the next morning, the bass player's named Sam, and Sam's like, "Where's Chico?" You know. So he walks outside, and he knows Chico's asleep in his car. (laughs) And uh, so I'm in a parking lot, and on um, the road, the way the road is set up, there's some shrubs, and so Sam is on the other side of the shrubs. I'm in the car, and there's a bunch of people, because the parking lot I'm in is right there on the Mississippi River, Mm. and there's a bunch of people hanging out right in front of my car. Now, at this point in time, my hair was really long, and it was like a mohawk. You know, the sides were shaved, yeah, um, and I would wear it in a ponytail or whatever, but back then, I didn't wear shorts all the time. I always wore black. Mm. Black jeans, black shirt, big black coat, black boots. Mm -hmm. So I looked like The Undertaker. (laughs) <laughs> since you like wrestling I do. and uh so anyhow sam is blink, blink with rocks on the back of my car and i come up out of that car real quick and when i stood up all of the people <laughs> took off running i mean they're running like holy crap a dead man's coming to get us you know so i've yeah,
2: you're probably one of them. Them, them uh, sleeping so hard, your hair was all wet. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. right, right, exactly.
0: Because you know we been part. We played music most of the night, partied yeah. the rest of the night. and Now it's early in the morning. You know? Yeah, here comes your ass popping you know,
2: out to hers. Yeah,
0: <laughs> man, I've had so much fun in that's, that car. I hate it. Like I hate it getting rid of it. You know, I cried. I'm not gonna lie. I teared up. You know, but it was it was a fun car. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, Chico, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks being, for having me. Being on our very first uh, podcast, we're going to have several, several more of your stories before we dead and gone from this earth, man. We're going to do a bunch more of these podcasts. I would and, love to and, do and, it. And, and we'd love to get you back on and, and uh, get get uh, some of these other stories out. Because <laughs> To me, that's what it's all about, man. Yeah, it is. I appreciate you coming on. And uh, we're going to have this thing rolling here in the next couple of weeks. And uh, once again, it's Chico. He's got a thing called Chico Drums. Also plays with Chico and Chris and the Disco Rednecks. And he's just got a plethora of different things that you can find. If you look him up on Facebook, check him out. He's going to be having his new website come out. Once again, reminding you, this is the podcast of Gulf Coast Pop. We will check you out. Mike, what you got to say before we get up out of here, dog?
2: Well, I got to say, man, I couldn't think of a better guest to have, the first guest to have, Mr. Chico. bringing it to us live and direct, baby. This has been really fun. Enjoyed and can't wait to the next show. See y'all soon. Gulf Coast Pop.
1: Y'all have a good one. Good night. God bless. Take care.